if you can imagine that every moment is a choice and you can feel how you wish at this time that you have that control, uh, then life becomes beautiful. It becomes available and you can just decide what you want. And we do have that power. We absolutely have it. Is it instantaneously available? No, but you can learn it pretty, you know, pretty quickly with some focus and with some intention. Welcome to the Drew Perlman Show. Think of this podcast as the antidote to the fear, the noise, and the talking heads in the news. The show features an entertaining blend of ancient wisdom, empowering ideas, and cutting-edge, healthy living science to optimize your health and your life. Okay, so let's dive in and get started. Today's guest on the show is Bob Soulier. Bob is an advanced or level two certified Wim Hof method instructor, oxygen advantage instructor, Buteco educator. He's a dad, husband, crossfitter, a novice open water swimmer, a cybersecurity process person, and a planking savant. And I love this. He is also an explorer of life. And Bob thrives on connecting people to their power to resources to each other and I got to know Bob through Hillary Boynton who has been on the show recently um, because Bob has worked with her on the School of Lunch Academy. Bob welcome to the show. Hey Drew great thanks thank you so much and great to be here Uh, and it's so cool to have this connection with you it's like yeah let's explore. Definitely. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, um, Bob and I spoke on the phone and, and he was just blowing my mind with his work and I'm like, we, we need to have you on the show, but Bob, I'd love you to start by just talking about your, your background and how you got into becoming a functional breathing instructor. How, How did you, how did you enter this world of breath? Yeah. Well, it was through watching other people suffer. And, and not having a role and wondering what do you do as you, as you see your friends getting sicker and sicker and all you can say is, is talk to a doctor or take a pill, which as a guy in the world where our role is to provide space and safety and, and all you can do is say, do that other thing that I, you know, like point to others and you have nothing you can do for yourself makes you sicker and tighter and angry and all kinds of bad things where you don't show up in the world as much anymore and your body gets sick and your relationships get sick. And I could see that and I could see it with myself and I could see it with others. And I thought there has to be more. And it came down to seeing other people coming back from experiences like the Wim Hof stuff saying things like, you know, you can do more push-ups holding your breath than you can do breathing normally and seeing these people walking up mountains in their shorts in the, in the winter and thinking, okay, there's something here that I have to explore. And then finding that as I explored that, that linking that to breath, um, that I was becoming a nicer person and I was becoming more helpful and available to other people in, in life. And I thought, well, then I need to I need to teach this. So it, my go, my game is connecting the dots and putting people in the driver's seat of their life with the simple stuff at the bottom of the pyramid of like of Maslow's pyramid of needs, where I work on the things like, you know, providing yourself with breathing and with your mindset and the things that allow you to build a base so you can be more creative uh, so it's not the fancy hacks. My, my game is alignment. 
with things, not hacking. Um, so I help people and I just give them pointers to their own power. I point you back to you, Drew. That's mm. what I do. Mm. I say, okay, did you know you can already do this? And a lot of that is your breath. Mm. Um, so that is a key piece of this. And that's why I work in that area. Cause yeah, I want to work on the foundations for people. Cause I've seen for myself that my foundation wasn't strong. And then I wanted to, I, I realized I could do that for other people too. So mm. we're, we're building a strong base. Love yeah. it. Love it. And I love how your, you know, your website and your, your, you, you call it breathe your power. Yeah. And, and, um, you know, it's really interesting because when we were talking on the, well, well actually let's start with this. So yeah. just from your, your, your background, I know you've, you've done the Wim Hof oxygen advantage. Do you mm -hmm. find that you've just learned all these different techniques and you've kind of, you basically give people what you think they need, or do you fuse them all together? Like, like you've learned all these real, these great techniques. H how do you apply these to different, to, to people that you're working with? Right. Yeah. They, they can be, uh, in, in the same experience, but typically, so I run Wim Hof workshops as an instructor, and that is one way in people show up because they're curious about Wim Hof or they've heard about me and they come and they have an amazing experience and they learn about their nervous system. And for the first time in their life, they realize that breath is, is the key to their, is the remote control of their nervous system. And they're curious and they want more because they felt it. So that's one way in. And then the functional breathing side, and that's a, that's a really good question, Drew, because they, they are both connected. The, the Wim Hof world and the functional breathing world are two sides of the same coin, but they're not the same thing. And, and it's really important to distinguish those. So uh, functional breathing is how you breathe 99.9% .9 of your life. And that's not Wim Hof breathing. Wim Hof breathing is meant for a purpose it's meant for an exploration and to learn your depths. Um, it's, it's, you know, during a workshop and then as a practice, maybe during the day, but it's not meant for how you, you know, for how you live during the rest of your life. And so for sleep, for, for sports performance, for, uh, for apneas, for, um, focus and concentration and, um, being present in the world, driving down the road, uh, having an argument with somebody, whatever it is on the 99% the of your life, that's functional breathing because that's breathing to meet your metabolic needs at the moment. And that's the purpose of that. So they're, this, the connection between them is that they both work on the autonomic nervous system. And it's the stuff we think we have no control over. And that's where they meet. But it's two different sides. So if you're, you know, and, and I work, I run a group that... Uh, it's a seven week online uh, program that does heart rate variability, biofeedback and functional breathing training and mindset training, which I have humbly named full power, which is uh, amazingly powerful and uh, effective and uh, transformational for people. It it's it is an investment of time and it takes your you know work. It takes practice to learn those pieces and then. There's the Wim Hof workshops, which are, you know, four or five, six hour events, maybe a weekend, which is a retreat. But those are more focused on going deeply into your nervous system through breath and cold and, and mindset. So the connection is what do you think you can't control that you actually can? 
And that comes down to how you respond to the world. Mm. That, and that, that's the connection between them. But one is really, like I said, across time. And the other one is a much more intense moment by moment experience. They both are incredibly valuable. And, and I, you know, for me, the Wim Hof uh, work is very often the doorway, the gateway for people into their nervous system. Many folks don't realize that their functional breathing is anything to address at all. They don't, they don't recognize that there's something they can do with each one of those 25,000 breaths they have. So they come for sometimes the, you know, this, the sexy roller coaster experience, which is amazing, um, of the Wim Hof work, which is really about the heart. And then they, they wake up and they realize, oh my gosh, holy shit, this actually has an impact across time for me. I, I can feel this way. I can change how I feel with just how I breathe. I can literally change my state with how I breathe. And, and then very often the next thing for me is, yes, you can, and you can do this for other times in your life also. Uh, and that's where the link is to functional breathing because it's really, it's, it's all the same thing. It's really all the same thing, but it's um, two different ways in. So that's, that's the short and the long of it. Mm. The, Yes. Amazing. Because it's like we're, we're sort of, as you're, as you're saying here, you know, we're told that the autonomic is automatic and we don't have any control, but I love how you're, you're saying that's, that's not really the case. No, it's, I mean, and that's being proven in studies too. So this isn't just me and that's not even just whim saying it. It's the studies that are proving it. And of course all the work around heart rate variability, uh, which just shows you that when you change your heart rate variability, it changes the state of your nervous system because that is the state. That is the index of the state of your nervous system. So the difference, the beat to beat difference in your heart rate, uh, which is the variability of your heart rate, is an, is an indicator, a, a leading indicator of your state, uh, showing whether you're resilient at the moment or you are in a, in a state where you are very sympathetic and engaged and ready for some sort of action. So you've heard, you know, fight, flight and rest and digest. So HRV, which is bio-individual, your numbers are going to be different than mine. But when yours is high for you, it means that you have resilience. When it's low for you, uh, it means that you're either in an intense event right now, or if it's chronically low, it means that you're really not recovering. So it's kind of like stress. You know how people say stress like I'm stressed. Well, stress is actually incredibly functional mm. on a short term basis, but it's in, but long term it isn't. And same with, you know, low HRV is functional when you're doing a workout. Uh, if you're sprinting, it should be low because you want you have a focus and you're doing one thing and it doesn't matter if you're digesting. It doesn't matter if you're, you know, trying if you're trying to reproduce or anything else. The only thing that matters at that moment is the is the event. So your your heart rate will will be very uh, consistent because it's feeding you exactly what you need just for that thing. Mm. But when you are in this like at your home or again, driving down the road or walking somewhere, we hope and functionally as as humans, our HRV should be relatively high. We should be in a in a present state. So the when you're not present, your HRV, you know, could might be chronically low and you might just feel like you're always distracted. You're always thinking about the future or you're thinking about the past. 
so it's a gift to learn how to stay present. Mm. It, the thing that's really, I think, terribly, terribly missing in the way that we live. Uh, we're, we're, we shift contexts so much that we, we lose uh, the sense of what it feels like to be present. So um, the HRV component of my full power program allows you to start becoming aware of, of when you, you know, when your nervous system is telling you that you're present. And that's, that's a gift to people. They often don't realize it. And Bob, I think you said on our first conversation, did you say that the nervous system is, it's, it's how we respond to the world? Oh, it's your entire experience of life. Experience of- yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah. That's, that's a great point. True. Think about this for a moment. Okay. So here we are, here we sit. And as we, we have sensations right now, you feel air, you feel this ground, or you feel that you have sounds coming in and you have sight, you have vision, light hitting your eyes, motion and colors. It's all your nervous system and any memory you've, you've ever had, any, every dream you've ever had, every plan you have right now is your, it's entirely your nervous system. Every, everything that's happening that is active in your, in your body and in your mind, it's your nervous system that is driving that, that is allowing you to have that experience. So your entire experience of life is your nervous system and your, and your, the most innate control for your nervous system is your breath. It is the onboard speed pedal for your nervous system. Cause there's there actually two things in your body that drive your nervous system. It's your eyes and those are the on switch. Imagine you're a car. So those are your on switch just turns on the car, right? Those are your eyes because they are just a circadian on switch looking for the light signal to say go. And then the speed pedal is your diaphragm. And it's meant to meet your metabolic needs. So if you, you know, when you're driving, you want to go fast, you press more, right? You want to slow down? Well, you'd use your brake. You'd also release the accelerator. So your diaphragm is that. So as you slow your breathing, you're slowing down your, your metabolism. You're slowing down your whatever you're doing. And as you speed up, it's, it's increasing. It's, it's saying, I need more energy. I need more activity. Um, so it goes with your your metabolic needs, but we overbreathe in this world because we're anticipating something that doesn't actually exist right now. We're ex- anticipating the checklist that we don't have done, the next appointment, the whatever. So our our breathing is typically like in the world breathing rate is rising. So you know maybe ten or twelve breaths per minute would be pretty good. Um, and a lot of us, and it's rising to like 15, 17, I don't know what the worldwide rate is right now, but it's going up because we're living in that, in that uh, triggered state pretty chronically at this point. Mm-hmm. So that means we're kind of rusting. We don't rest. We don't ever get to the point where we have that, let, let our innate uh, healing system, immune system come back online. So we're, that, is, that is definitely, we're paying the price for that mm-hmm. for sure. So, yeah. Great, great. Yeah, it's so yeah. interesting. Whenever I talk to a breath, you know, master like yourself mm. or a breath expert, you know, I, I just start slowing my breathing down. It just brings the attention <laughs> back to the breath. Yeah, uh, it's true. It's it, really true. It's amazing. It, you know, and who you're with matters, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Right? I mean, Bob, how does our breathing affect one another. So if, yeah. you know, if I'm with someone in a stress state or I'm in a stress state, you know, but if, you know, 
if if I change my breathing rhythm, if I take control over my nervous system, how does this affect people oh. that are around me? God, it's so true. Yeah, that it does. Well, first of all, it does affect them, and it is. I mean, we are co-regulators of each other. We got we we absolutely co-regulate. So, um, a person with no feedback and who's stressed out, that has to be terrible because you have nobody telling you what your state is. Uh, we we will rise and and you know descend into calmness with those around us. You've walked into rooms when the the vibe is like angry or anxious or you know high energetic can be great if it's intentional, but when it's like triggered and and high, you know sort of a, a low vibe but a lot of like angry energy, you feel that, mm. and your breathing will change with that. And it, so if you ever do a large uh, group breathing thing. Have you ever done any uh, breathing with a group? You have, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you have for sure. Yeah, yes, you have. Hmm. So you probably have noticed that as you as that happens, you start to sync up your breathing with others, and there's like a wave that will happen hmm. across the room, and you can hear it as you start to go. You'll start to notice other people's breathing if it's an intentional breathing practice, and then. If you ever walk in when you're when you're doing meditation, if you go into a meditation practice with other people, you probably have also noticed that the breathing really slows down and and it's much easier for you to settle. Can, can you imagine trying to meditate in the middle of of like a you know a stock trading floor or <laughs> <laughs> I mean like air traffic control? Yeah. I, this is these are and yet those people really do need it. You know, those are actually the folks that need to be centered and focused because their jobs are so demanding. Um, but it's it's very hard to in any case where there are people who are very triggered, it's very difficult to um, maintain your own composure. You can do it through your own practice. But uh, you we, we do co-regulate each other. There's no those mirror neurons are, are real things. So. Mm. For sure, right? Is is that Bob? Would you is that one of the things that you know? I was going to ask you about the cold exposure, mm. and I know you know we've talked a little bit about this about how you have to breathe when you're faced with the cold, and yeah. I was just thinking it in the context of being around, being in a stressful situation, people mm. around you, and you know you you do take on other people's breathing, but to be able to breathe through that, right, seems to be similar to. I mean, the cold is, you know, I guess you could say maybe is, is similar to being in a stressful situation with people around you that are agitated, angry, yep. and just how we breathe, you know, how we're able to control our own breath. Yeah. And I would say, you know, practice it before you need it. That's why this stuff matters. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, it wouldn't make a difference. But we really, you're going to fight the way you've trained. So when you're in a situation, you're, whatever you've been accustomed to or, or conditioned for is how you're going to show up. So practicing being calm in the ice, in the cold, barefoot in the snow, uh, you know, getting in and, uh, you know, swimming uh, in, a, you know, in the cold if you choose to do that, uh, obviously safely at your own level, but whatever it is you choose to do, is training so that when the shit hits the fan, you're just, you know, you're able to flow with whatever that is, ha whatever's happening. And in a way you kind of become this, this lighthouse of calm, uh, while every, while other things are kind of, you know, blowing up around you. So it is the gift that, you know, for our modern life, 
Um, and, and you know, Andrew Huberman has said on his podcast numerous times, if there's a skill that we need to learn as modern humans is to intentionally relax. So, you know, his non-sleep deep rest protocol uh, is uh, really valuable because it's it's like we, we're all really good at grinding. We can push and we can, you know, really uh, stay up late and work, work, work. We're great at that. But if we can put that same level of intentionality into actually resting on purpose, because it's not cheating and it's not being a loser, it's actually making you stronger, then we can then live better and with fewer chronic issues. It's, it's necessary. Biologically, we are anabolic and catabolic, right? We, we have to grow and we have to recover. And that cycle, I think, is, is key, knowing that we need both. It's, the growth doesn't come from being always anabolic. Um, it's great to put on muscle. It's great to you know, be energetic. But it is not great to not recover. And so honoring that cycle, I think, is, is actually, it's just biology. It makes us strong. Um, but it's the piece that we're missing because of just, well, the culture that we've grown up in. So yeah, that's, that's, that's the game, man. And, um, yeah, yeah, totally. Join Hillary Boynton, author of the Heal Your Gut Cookbook and founder of School of Lunch and become the change you wish to see in the world. You can enroll now in the School of Lunch Training Academy summer session number two held in the beautiful mountains of Topanga, California. You'll be deeply immersed into ancestral wisdom, nature connection, and the Weston A. Price cooking styles from gut healing bone broths to fermented foods to 100% whole grain sourdough to raw dairy, as well as sourcing from your local food systems. We will cover it all. And this five-night intensive is set to change your life. Whether you aspire to transform your own home kitchen and the health of your family or take this knowledge out into your community, this intensive will give you the foundation to do so. With the first session is actually already sold out, but we're offering a second summer intensive and it runs from Sunday, July 30th to August 4th. And guess what? I'm going to be there. Chef Aaron Goldstein, a regular on the show here, is going to be there. And Andrea Hoonerhoff, host of the Ancestral Kitchen podcast, is going to be there. This is going to be incredible. So we're going to put a link. I'll put a link in the show notes if you are interested and would love to see you there. Bob, I'd, I'd love to hear about your personal breathing practice. I know when we talked on the phone I mentioned breath work and you said, no, Drew, it's breathing training <laughs> or, or, you, or you, you sort of corrected me, which, which is really cool. And I love that concept of breathing training. But tell me about your your practice, maybe on a daily basis. Well, yeah, thanks for that note on the breathing training versus breath work. Um, and just love to all my breathing uh, colleagues out there and my and the breath work people out there. Um, and just to make a distinction, the reason I make that distinction is that breath work to me doesn't, I mean, it's, it's doing something with your breath on purpose, but what are you working toward and, and what's that work toward? And so I call it breathing training instead, because breath work could be something that you're just being told to do, but you don't know why mm -hmm. you're doing it. And the why is for me, it's critical. So, um, my own practice is to use what I need on the day. 
So right, and actually, I mean, Drew, right before we got on this, I just did, I just did three rounds of power breathing right before this. So it's like holotropic breathing with a with an inhale squeeze, um, because I wanted to just get myself really uh, focused, and so I was I was focused on this discussion, and I wanted to just get myself in the right state for this. I could have used other tools. Um, my own practice is day-to-day what I need at this point, but I pull on Wim Hof breathing, I pull on cadence breathing, um, I pull on um, heart rate variability biofeedback with the LEAF device. Uh, when I have days when my HRV is is not well, it's not strong, or I mean, it's not I'm not resilient, then I will stop and do uh, some training with my LEAF device to get my HRV back online. Um, and I do breath holds of various sorts, like walking breath holds to increase my, my, um, VO two max and to increase my, uh, cardiovascular capacity. Um, one thing I, I would say that the baseline is that I'm nasal hundred percent of the time, unless it's an absolute sprint. So uh, any workout I do, it's nasal. Um, if you know CrossFit, I did Murph nasal with mouth tape, uh, well, a couple of years ago when it was, um, when we were during COVID, I just, I videoed it. It, You can still find it on my Instagram, um, just to prove that it's doable. So, and I'm not a fantastic athlete. I'm just for myself, I want to prove what I can do. So nasal a hundred percent of the time, mouth tape at night for me. Uh, and even a safety warning on that, it doesn't mean everyone just go tape your mouth at night. Now it means that that's a practice that will allow you to, uh, breathe through your nose while you're sleeping, which is a third of your life. Uh, but again, the safety warning is that if there's any issue with regurgitation, if you've been drinking alcohol, if you can't breathe out your nose because there's some, you know, physical blockage, uh, then don't do it and learn during the day. Put the tape on your mouth while you're awake, while you're reading a book, so you can see what it feels like before you just put it on your mouth and put it on in a way that you can easily remove it. And don't seal your mouth shut in some dangerous way that if you did regurgitate, that wouldn't be well for you. So, um, but within the safety boundaries and knowing yourself, that's a practice that I use. And um, it, it, it does come down to, and I think one of the hardest things for me was moving to nasal breathing for workouts. It was completely insane when I began it. I, I still remember it was at a CrossFit and I just decided, okay, I didn't say anything to anybody. I was like, I'm just gonna do this one nasal. And the first, you know, it was a running and then some weights and then I think getting on a bike. And so the running part was like, I think a hundred meters. Um, and, and I was trying to breathe nasal during that hundred meter run. And it was absolutely, it was impossible actually. I couldn't do it. Um, and I thought, well, this is really going to be a long path. And it turned out to be a long path. It took me like a year before I was really able to, you know, go at, at the speed I wanted to nasal. Um, so it's, it is not an instantaneous change and your nose is going to drip like mad for a few weeks while you do this. So it's kind of, you know, embarrassing in its own way. But, uh, anyways, I've shifted to nasal breathing for everything. And that has made a big difference. It's just my breath rate has slowed down. My heart rate has slowed down. So I know that my body is more efficient, um, mm. all that work. So I would say my practice is awareness and staying nasal under all conditions 
Um, and those are the, that's the foundation of my, of my work. And if you train with me, that's what I'm going to aim you toward. So, yeah. Interesting. And, and so you, yeah. and you, and you mean, obviously you mean, uh, nasal for inhale and exhale. Oh yeah. Both. Yeah. hundred percent. All okay. the time, all nasal, all day. Yep. Yeah. The, your mouth is for, you know, if you're in a full on sprint, if you're doing something that's like absolutely, you know, zone five, um, you're, you're going to go to mouth breathing, but that's for, and if you're an elite athlete and you're doing your, your event, of course, but for training, um, then train nasal and, and it increases your carbon dioxide tolerance. It increases the efficiency of your oxygen exchange, uh, and, and it calms you and it allows you to be much more efficient with the air that you do breathe. It's a much higher exchange rate of oxygen. Um, and you stay aerobic instead of anaerobic. Because uh, so, breathing through your mouth literally triggers your chest, and breathing through your nose connects with your diaphragm. So it's a much deeper breath. Mm. So just notice that when you're, you know, paying attention to your breathing. Just everybody, just notice, notice how you breathe. Are you breathing through your chest right now? Are your shoulders involved? Do you yawn? Do you sigh? Do you stop at the bottom of your breath? Do you stop at the top of your breath? Do you hold your breath sometimes just for no reason that you can think about? You're just Oh my God, I'm not breathing. You know, we, we, our breathing patterns tell us about our nervous system. So if you're holding somewhere in your breath, you're probably anticipating something happening. Um, and, and so what's going on? Um, so yeah. And then when do I use Wim Hof breathing? I use it when I want to, <laughs> to be <laughs> honest, <laughs> and when it feels good. And it often does feel good. Um, and I'll use power breathing when I want to, like I just did before here, before coming on. Um, so they're tools for me when I want to get deep into my nervous system. Mm. And they're beautiful tools. Love they're it. beautiful tools. Yeah. Love it. So. You know, you also said something that I, that I love as well is you said, you know, decide what you want to feel yeah. and then breathe that way. Yeah, that's it. Could you talk, talk a little bit about that? Sure. I mean, so when you slow your exhales, you bring yourself into a more parasympathetic state. So let's imagine you are sitting, let's just say you're taking an exam and you want to be focused and calm. Well, then your breathing should be focused and calm because that's going to allow your brain, your mind, your nervous system to line up with its, its coherence. It allows it to line up with your intentions. But let's imagine that you want to, you know, work out really hard. Then you should, you know, you're, you're going to want to train for it first, but you're going to want to uh, breathe so that it'll be a heavy breath. But you need to know what that feels like before you go into that training. So you're going to, you're, or let's say you wanted to suddenly ramp yourself up, then the Wim Hof breathing might be perfect to energize yourself for something that requires a lot of energy. So, you know, that then you would breathe intentionally for what you're about to do. Um, and, and most of the work that I do is toward helping people uh, downshift instead of upshift. But you can certainly upshift yourself with breathing. Um, so uh, for for um, tr transcendental experiences, you can if you want to have a transcendental experience, again, power breathing is powerful in that realm. Um, it, it can put you into a very transcendental state. Uh, so that's a choice because I imagine, have you been to these workshops or events where people like put you into these holotropic states? Have you done holotropic? Have I not. I have no. not. Okay. So when you do, I mean, I think it's all wonderful, 
But but I've been to a few of these events where people don't know why they're doing it. They're going into these holotropic, you know, circular breathing for an hour states of hyper. It's it's really, you know, hyperventilation. Um, but they don't know why they're doing it, and, and so they get into some transcendental state and they don't know why they're there. <laughs> That's not fun. Whereas if you choose it, it's amazing. So um, and then rest for sleep. So if you're if you're going into a sleep state, if you want to slow down everything for sleep, again, getting closer to your resonant frequency, which is typically for people about six breaths per minute, slowing your breath to like four seconds in, six seconds out for if that's possible for you for like five minutes is going to set you up for a beautiful sleep. So that, so there's, you know, the waking up to energize or energizing to waking up to wake up. There's focus, which is really noticing your, your exhales and staying, you know, making your exhales, extending those and making sure you're breathing diaphragmatically and then resting. If you want to head into a restful state, really going into a, a you know, resonant frequency type of breathing, which, like I said, is close to six breaths per minute for most people will um, really settle you. And then transcendent, if you want to get into you know, DMT breathing and uh, power breathing, then you know, the Wim Hof power breathing is, is awesome for that. And so is uh, other forms of holotropic stuff, like re, uh, you know, rebirthing and so on. There are others that do that. So those are some of the purposes um, and like how you would breathe to achieve those purposes. And there's also flow state. So another thing I train actually is that you're everything I've just said is is uh, very true. But then there's also the fact that you can separate your breathing from your effort. It isn't necessarily connected. So if you watch a great athlete, you'll notice that their breathing remains calm even when they're doing something incredibly effortful. They're, they're you know Usain Bolt, Michael Jordan, and so on. They're they're just like they're breathing like a beautiful animal. They're not. Uh, you know, efforting it, they're, they're just in the flow. And so one thing we train is what's what I call breath separation. Um, that as you increase your effort, your breathing remains light and slow and deep the whole time. And you can keep your breath light, slow and deep and still increase your effort if you do it intentionally. And when you do that, that's when you get into the zone. That is, that is getting yourself into the zone with breath. And so I train that also, and it's very powerful. Um, so yeah, so those are all, it's all intention. It's all about what you choose. And, and I really, if you can imagine that every moment is a choice and you can feel how you wish at this time that you have that control, that then life becomes beautiful. It becomes available and you can just decide what you want. And we do have that power. We absolutely have it. Is it instantaneously available? No, but you can learn it pretty, you know, pretty quickly with some focus and with some intention. Um, and I would say that's one of the great gifts of the Wim Hof method is that it shows you very quickly how you can control your experiences and uh, gives you a much greater handle on life. So it's, it is an absolutely gorgeous um, practice for that. So, wow. yeah, just the idea. Imagine we can choose how we feel every moment. Wow. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. Right, right, right. Right. <laughs> love, 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 love that. Love that element of intention, you know, versus oh. just kind of 
it's reacting to whatever shows up, but to actually, yes. it's such an empowering message that, like you said, we can choose how we feel. Yes, we can. Yes, mm. we can. Yes, we absolutely can. I have seen it thousands of times, Drew. So I'm not making this up. I'm going with, you know, this is evidence from every person I've worked with. Um, yes. Beautiful. So it's completely real. Yeah. And we, and yeah, imagine a, a non-reactive world of people that are just go, they're doing things in because that's what they actually want to do. Not because you make me feel a certain way, not because the headlines triggered you, not because, holy shit, the world's falling apart because everyone's telling me the world's falling apart. But you choose how you walk into the world. And you're like, hey, man, I'm Drew and you're awesome. Let's go off and let's go off and do this amazing thing. How much better is that than, man, this guy's like telling me this and this person's telling and like everything's coming apart and things are shit. Oh, my God. That's and that's unfortunately where we think we're stuck with because we think that, you know, we believe that we're we're at the mercy of the elements around us. Mm. Um but we're not. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing, Bob. Lo love it. You know, I just want to ask you this final question that I, that I ask everyone on the show. If you could travel back in time, say 45 years, 50 years or so, what words of wisdom would you, would your current self share with your younger self? Oh man, that is so, yeah. Learn yourself, learn yourself. Uh, the, the Oracle at Delphi, I guess it says, know thyself. Absolutely put for, I mean, I I'm happy to know math and I'm happy to know history. I'm happy to know all the things that I know and how to drive a car, but you know, it's all great, but learn yourself and learn your, learn your own responses, your nervous system, learn yourself under stress and, and play, get out there and play and make it into a game. Um, because life is just, it's play and serve others so just, yeah, learn yourself, man, learn yourself. And actually I just brought this up yesterday to somebody. If you ever want, you ever like, you know, in people in your life, there are people that you worry about and there are people you don't worry about. So think about the people that you do worry about and why do you worry about them? Well, I think we worry about the people that we were, we worry about those people because they don't know themselves because you, you, you've seen or you know that if they get themselves into a situation, they will make decisions that are not right for them. They, they, don't, they don't even know their own self. They don't know their responses to life. So they're going to make some bad decision that is going to propagate out and cause problems. But imagine you also know people that you would never worry about because, you know, that guy's that woman, she's got it, man. She's got it. No matter what happens, she's solid. It doesn't mean she's unperturbed. She might be like suffering at the moment, but she's okay because it's just, she knows herself and those are the people. So that are just amazing. And so wherever you find fear, that's your barometer and pay attention to that because that's telling you something. And, and so I just, you know, pay attention to who you worry about. And those are the people who really could benefit from getting to know themselves and they don't. There's something about them themselves that they don't know. So they make decisions that are not in their own best interest. Mm. And, and that's still know yourself, man. That's mm. it. I love it. Yep. Oh, what a, what a great, what a great way of putting it, Bob. Mm. So, so wonderful. Um, mm. Bob, if people that want to, that listen to this, they want to know more about, they want to know more about you and they want to get to know you and, and, and learn about your, 
your programs that you offer, where should they go to find you? Uh, breatheyourpower.com is my is my website. And on Instagram, breathe.your.power. Two fastest ways. Someday I'll get I'll get a more fancy system, but that's what I got right now. Bob, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. What an honor. We, I think we're going to have to do this again because uh, there was so much here and uh, so inspiring. Thank you so much for coming on today. Drew, thank you so much. I really, truly value and appreciate this. Uh, it was a great talk. Thank you for listening to The Drew Perlman Show. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. In the words of Mark Twain, 20 years from now, you will be more disappointed by the things you didn't do than the things you did do. So throw off the bow lines, sail away from the safe harbor, and catch the trade winds in your sails. Explore, dream, discover, and stay well, everyone.